0: It has it feels like it's been about a year since we've sat down to record.
1: I know it really does. How was your Christmas wonderful? How about yours? It was very nice, good.
0: We took down all of the Christmas decorations and whatnot, and I'm a little sad.
1: I know, but it'll be here again. it will it will in eleven months, <laughs> yeah, I know, but it is sad, just ready to start the new year, yeah, yeah. yes. All right. Well, would you like to
0: start us in prayer?
1: Yes, I will. Heavenly Father, thank you for this group of believers that you have brought together in this very moment so that we we may grow with one another as we learn about you. We invite you to come and fill us with your spirit of love as we edify and inspire one another to remain in the kingdom work you have called us to do. Help us to be your vessels of truth. Love and mercy as we work together as one in the body of Christ, amen. Amen. That's yes. like that one, that was yeah, nice. it's a good one, isn't it?
0: Yes, we need to do some reviewing. Yes, now this session we are going to be talking about Second Kings, essentially Second Kings 21 through 23, the parallel Second Chronicles 33 through 35, and then Jeremiah 1 through 6. Okay. So let's recap Isaiah chapters 54 through 66. God offers us free nourishment that feeds our soul. God's blessings are for all people. We cannot gain our salvation through good works because our sins exclude us from God's presence. Yes. Salvation is a gift from God received only through faith in Christ, not because of good works. Uh, we cannot be saved without faith in Christ, but our faith lacks sincerity if it doesn't reach out to others. Isaiah mentioned the work of the Holy Spirit more than any other Old Testament writer, and we learn about the new heavens and new earth.
1: So we learned quite a bit. yes, we did.
0: Was there anything you wanted to add?
1: No, I that covered it so well. No. Now
0: we're gonna go even a little farther back a little okay. bit okay. Because we're going back into like Hezekiah and all that. So Mm -hmm. let's refresh. Okay. Okay. So from Isaiah 37, 4, Hezekiah did exactly what Isaiah had been calling the people to do. He turned to God and watched him come to Judah's aid. In 2 Kings 25 and 6, over a 100 year period of Judah's history, Hezekiah was the only faithful king. Because of Hezekiah's faith and prayer, God healed him and saved his city from the Assyrians. Remember, Hezekiah prayed for more time when he was on his deathbed. The Lord added 15 years to his life. Unfortunately, Hezekiah became proud after this. He tried to impress foreigners instead of praising God for his blessings. You remember that part? Yes. Okay. And Hezekiah's son, Manasseh, became king after his father died. So that's where we're at. Okay. Second Kings chapter two, verses one through nine, Manasseh begins his reign in Judah. And I thought we could just pull some information about Manasseh. Is that, that's how you say it? I believe so. From the verses. So he was 12 years old when he became king of Jerusalem and reigned 55 years. That's,
1: it's really crazy how young I mean, they're no, children when they become kids. They kid. are, um, but the responsibility they had. Do you think that it's not like our twelve-year-olds that are just, Dinguses. you know, yeah, yeah, that can just do and get everything given to them? And I think it was a different world. Oh, absolutely. And probably he was. Pre, he probably was. Um, he was conditioned, gro- or he was groomed for that. Groomed, yes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's just different. Absolutely. Yeah. I think
0: when you're born into that situation as the male, you know, you know, as the parent, that's the child that's going to be taking over. Yes. Yes. Uh, he did evil in the Lord's sight. He rebuilt the pagan shrines his father had destroyed, sacrificed his own son in the fire, practiced sorcery and divination. Um, was there anything else else?
1: in there that you wanted to pull out or any notes um let me see um i know his lesson from his life said god two things god will go a long way to get someone's attention forgiveness is limited not by the amount of sin but by our willingness to repent thank you yes yes that's
0: now, the parallel Second Chronicles chapter 33 verses 1 through 9 was essentially the same. Was there anything yeah. you wanted to talk no, about there?
1: I thought it, yeah, I thought it was the same.
0: Second Kings chapter 21 verses 10 through 16, the Lord speaks to Manasseh. And the Lord was not pleased Mm-mm. with the king and was going to bring disaster on Jerusalem and Judah.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything for there? No. Okay. No. 2 Chronicles chapter 33 verses 10 through 17 is the parallel verse. And here uh, they add on quite a bit. And I was wondering if you could please read 2 Chronicles chapter 22 verses 11 through 13,
1: please. Yes, and let me find 11 through 13. So the Lord sent the commanders of the Assyrian armies and they took Manasseh prisoner. They put a ring through his nose, bound him in bronze chains, and led him away to Babylon. But while in deep distress, Manasseh sought the Lord his God and sincerely humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed, the Lord listened to him and was moved by his request. So the Lord brought Manasseh back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh finally realized The Lord alone is God.
0: So that's quite a bit that was added on in Chronicles. Yes. Okay. So he also, we learn in in this set of verses, he also rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David, removed the foreign gods and the idol from the Lord's temple, and encouraged the people of Judah to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. That was quite a turnaround. Yes,
1: for sure. Yep.
0: Any notes for that section?
1: Yes, it says, although the people worshipped God alone, they worshipped him in the wrong way. God had told them to make their sacrifices only in certain places. This kept them from changing their way of worship and protected them against the dangerous influence of pagan religious practices. Unfortunately, the people continued to use these places of worship, not realizing that they were adopting practices God opposed and that these places were against God's law. They were mixing pagan beliefs with worship of God. Blending religious ideas leads to confusion about who God really is. We must take care that subtle secular influences do not distort our worship practices. Anything else? I do. Um, in a list of corrupt kings, Manessa would rank near the top. His life was a catalog of evil deeds, including idol worship, sacrificing his own children, and temple desecration. Eventually, he realized his sins and cried out for God to, for forgiveness. And God listened. If God can forgive Manessa, surely he can forgive anyone. Are you burdened by overpowering guilt? Do you doubt that anyone could forgive what you have done? Take heart Until death no one is beyond the reach of God's forgiveness.
0: Amen to that. Yes. Thank you very uh-huh. much. 2 Kings chapter 21 verses 17 and 18. This section essentially tells us that Manasseh's son Amon became the next king. Yes. Anything for
1: there? I don't.
0: Okay, and then the parallel was essentially the same. Yes. Second Kings chapter twenty one verses nineteen through twenty six. Uh, here's we here's what we learn about Amen. Yeah, I guess Amen. Mm. He reigned in Jerusalem for two years. Did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father Manasseh had done. His own officials conspired against him and assassinated him in his palace. And his son Josiah became the next king. Oh. Anything for there?
1: Um, I don't. I don't have anything for there.
0: Okay. And then in Second Chronicles, the parallel verse, chapter 33, verses 21 through 25. Uh, it, unlike his father, Amon never humbled himself before the Lord. No. Yep. Okay. Second Kings chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. Josiah begins his reign in Judah. We learned that he was eight years old when he became king. Gosh. He reigned 31 years and did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. Yep. Anything for there?
1: Yes. In reading the biblical list of kings, it is rare to find one who obeyed God completely. Josiah was such a person, and he was only eight years old when he began to reign. For 18 years, Josiah reigned obediently. Then when he was 26, he began the reforms based on God's laws. Children are the future leaders of our churches in our world. A person's major work for God may have to wait until adulthood, but no one is ever too young to take God seriously and obey him. Josiah's early years laid the base for his later task of reforming Judah. God can use you regardless of your age.
0: It's important to take kids seriously mm-hmm. when, you know, they're young and maybe they say something about God or something that God told them. Yeah. Uh, kids have a have a special connection with God.
1: Yeah. It's a sense. Yes, they do. Yeah. Build their foundation so they have, you know, that to stand on. Yes. Yeah. Yep
0: uh any note any other notes for there
1: that's all I had
0: okay second chronicles chapter thirty four verses one through seven the parallel verses and these verses add more regarding Josiah in his twelfth year he began to purify Judah and Jerusalem destroying all the pagan shrines idols and altars um, he burned the bones of the pagan priests on their own altars and this was done in All the regions around them. Jeez. Anything for there?
1: Yes. In Josiah's day, boys were considered men at age 12. By 16, Josiah understood the responsibility of his office. Even at this young age, he showed greater wisdom than many of the older kings who came before him because he had decided to seek the Lord and his wisdom. Don't let your age hinder you from serving God. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So now we move into
0: Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, the prophecy of Jeremiah. And we learn in the paragraph before the scripture starts in our Bible that Jeremiah was called by God to be a prophet to Judah. Any notes for there?
1: Yes. After King Solomon's death, the United Kingdom of Israel had split into rival Northern and Southern Kingdoms. The Northern Kingdom was called Israel, the Southern Judah. Jeremiah was from Anathoth, four miles north of Jerusalem, in the Southern Kingdom. He lived and prophesied during the reigns of the last five kings of Judah. This was a chaotic time politically, morally, and spiritually. As Babylon, Egypt, and Assyria battled for world supremacy, Judah found itself caught in the middle. Although Jeremiah prophesied for 40 years, he never saw his people heed his words and turn from their sins. But he still did it.
0: He still did it.
1: He still did it. How faithful. Amen.
0: Yep. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 19. Jeremiah's call and first visions. And verses four and five say, the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Mm. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Um, Any notes for there?
1: Yes. God knew you as he knew Jeremiah long before you were born or even conceived. He thought about you and planned for you. When you feel discouraged or inadequate, remember that God has always thought of you as valuable and that he has a purpose in mind for you.
0: That's one of those things that we just, we can't comprehend.
1: No. How that all works. Yeah. We can't. He sees the beginning and the end. He knew us before. He had it planned, you know. Yeah. Yes. Um, Anything else? There were quite a few notes in this section. I didn't know if you had others. I did. It says, Often people struggle with new challenges because they lack self-confidence, feeling that they have inadequate ability, training, or experience. Jeremiah thought he was too young and inexperienced to be God's prophet to the nations, but God promised to be with him. We should not allow feelings of inadequacy to keep us from obeying God. He will always be with us. If God gives you a job to do, he will provide all you need to do it. He will. He'll give you the tools and everything. Yes, he will. The words to say. Oh, yeah. People will hear what he wants them to.
0: Yes. Yes. Anything else?
1: Yes, I have. um, God appointed Jeremiah to bring his his word to nations and kingdoms. Jeremiah's work was to warn not only the Jews, but all the nations of the world about God's judgment for sin. Don't forget in reading the Old Testament that while God was consistently working through the people of Judah and Israel, his plan was to communicate to every nation and person. We are included in Jeremiah's message of judgment and hope, and as believers we are to share God's desire to reach the whole world for him. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: One of the
0: notes, I had another one from there. Jeremiah was appointed by God as his prophet to the nations. God has a purpose for each Christian, but some people are appointed by God for specific kinds of work. Whatever work we do should be done for the glory of God. If God gives you a specific task, accept it cheerfully and do it with diligence. If God has not given you a specific call or assignment, then seek to fulfill the mission to all believers, to love, obey, and serve God until his guidance
1: becomes clear. I thought that last part in particular was very important. Yeah. What I would say to that, and I am not don't know everything, but we all have a gift. Go to your church or wherever you feel and volunteer with that gift. Mm-hmm. you know that gift inside and out and maybe you only know a little bit of it but he gave you that gift yeah use it for his good that's what I would say that's great advice but, yeah I don't know thank you
0: oh yes that's just a good place to start exactly that doesn't have to be at all no you can start there and then you don't know where it's going to lead
1: you don't know exactly so yeah I'm with you any other notes I have one more. Sure. The problems we face may not seem as ominous as Jeremiah's, but they are critical to us and may overwhelm us. God's promise to Jeremiah and to us is that nothing will defeat us completely. He will help us through the most agonizing problems. Face each day with the assurance that God will be with you and see you through. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, the Lord's case against his people. This note was regarding Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, 5. Okay. And it said, in this section, the marriage analogy sharply contrasts God's love for his people with their love for other gods and reveals Judah's faithlessness. Jeremiah condemned Judah for seeking security in worthless, changeable things rather than the unchangeable god we may be tempted to seek security from possessions people or our own abilities but these will fail us there's no lasting security apart from the eternal god yeah. so that gives us kind of an overview of the next few or the next chapters yes
1: well. yep very good
0: and we learned the lord gives A message to Jeremiah asking the Israelites what their ancestors found wrong with the Lord since they were constantly turning their backs on him. Any notes for there? I have, um, this
1: is through what, Jeremiah? So this is chapter 2, 1 through
0: 13.
1: Yes, I have um, the phrase, first of his children is a comparison with the first fruits, the first part of the harvest. Both were to be set apart for God. That's how God's people declared their allegiance to him. Israel had been a wholly devoted people as eager to please God as if she were his young bride. This contrasted greatly with the situation in Jeremiah's time. And then I have God was saying that even pagan nations like Cyprus in the west, and Qadar, the home of Arab tribes living in the desert east of Palestine, remained loyal to their national gods. But Israel had abandoned the one and only God for a completely worthless worthless object of worship.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Anything else for there? That's it. Okay, I had one other note. Jeremiah knew Israel's history well. The prophets recited history to the people for several reasons. One, to remind them of God's faithfulness. Two, to make sure the people wouldn't forget because they didn't have a Bible to read. Mm -hmm. Three, to emphasize God's love for them. And four, to remind the people that there was a time when they had been close to God. We should learn from history so we can build on the successes and avoid repeating the failures of others. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 14 through 22, the results of Israel's sin. And if mm-hmm. you could please read verse 22.
1: No amount of soap or lye can make you clean. I still see the stain of your guilt. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. That's mm. something. Yes. There,
0: it's nothing you can clean.
1: Nothing. There's no hiding. Mm-mm. Where? Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nowhere to hide.
0: I love how you get so crazy. Where? You Where are we going to go?
1: Gonna go? No. Nothing. Nope, he can see you. He knows. He's, yeah. Uh, any notes for there? I do. It says Memphis was was near modern Cairo's present location in Lower Egypt. And Tefanes, is that it? Tephanes and Tapanes was in northeast Egypt. Jeremiah could be speaking of Pharaoh Shishak's previous invitation of Judah in 926, or he may have been predicting Pharaoh Necho's invasion in 609, when King Josiah of Judah would be killed. Jeremiah's point is that the people brought this on themselves by rebelling against God. And then I have one more. Please. The stain of sin is more than skin deep. Israel had stains that could not be washed out, even with the strongest cleansers. Spiritual cleansing must reach deep into the heart, and this is a job that God alone can do. We cannot ignore the effects of sin and hope they will go away. Your sin has caused a deep stain that only God can remove if you are willing to let him cleanse you. And that's hard. Yes. Repenting, but you will be better.
0: You will be. And you have to be honest and you have to be willing. Mm -hmm. If you still have doubts or whatnot in your heart, God knows that. You have to be willing to just open up and let him clean that out of you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Jeremiah chapters two twenty three through three five Israel and unfaithful wife hmm. anything for there
1: I do I have a couple. The people are compared to animals who search for mates in mating season, unrestrained, they rush for power, money, alliances with foreign powers, and other gods. The idols did not seek the people. The people sought the idols and ran wildly after them. Then they became so comfortable in their sin that they could not think of giving it up. Their only shame was in getting caught. If we desire something so much that we'll do anything to get it, it is a sign that we are addicted to it and out of tune with God. Then I have, um, being a prophet in Jeremiah's day was risky business. Prophets had to criticize the policies of evil kings, and this made them appear to be traitors. The kings hated the prophets for standing against their policies, and the people often hated the prophets for preaching against the idolatrous lifestyles.
0: It was not easy. I mean, everything we've read, it was not easy being a prophet.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: I have a note for their... I'm sorry, was there Yes, more? no, that's good. Okay. In spite of their great sin, the people of Israel continued to talk like they were God's children. The only way they could do this was to minimize their sin. When we know we've done something wrong, we want to downplay the error and re- relieve some of the guilt we feel. As we minimize our sinfulness, we naturally shy away from making changes And so we keep on sinning. But if we view every wrong attitude and action as a serious offense against God, we will begin to understand what living for God is all about. Is there any sin in your life that you've written off as too small to worry about? God says that we must confess and turn away from every sin. Okay, friend, Jeremiah chapter three, verses six through 10, Judah follows Israel's example. I did not have anything for there. how about you? Um no, okay, no I didn't jeremiah chapters three eleven through four two hope for wayward Israel. The Lord wanted the faithless in Israel to acknowledge their guilt and return to him. The Lord would not be angry forever. um did you have a note for for the first
1: part of these of I, these verses? yes. I have for 3:11:313. It says, "Israel was not even trying to look as if it were obeying God, but Judah maintained the appearance of faith without a true heart. Believing the right doctrines without heartfelt commitment is like offering sacrifices without true repentance. Judah's false repentance brought Jeremiah's words of condemnation." To live without faith is hopeless. To express sorrow without change is hypocritical. Being sorry for sin is not enough. Repentance demands a change of mind and heart that results in changed behavior.
0: I, I highlighted that last sentence. Oh, yeah. Repentance demands a change of mind and heart that results in changed behavior.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. Yeah. And verse 15 says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. Mm. After all, I mean, I know we say I it know. often. I know we do, Amy, but all of the times the people had turned their backs on God and um, worshiping f- foreign gods and yeah. pagan gods... After all of that. After all of that, he's going to give shepherds after his own heart who will guide with knowledge
1: and understanding. Mm. That's so wonderful. It's love. It's pure love. It's love.
0: Did you have a note for anything there in the rest of the I'd,
1: section? I don't. I I don't have one for that.
0: Um, I had... A note, God promised to give his people leaders or shepherds who would follow him, filled with knowledge and understanding. God saw Israel's lack of direction, so he promised to provide the right kind of leadership. We look to and trust our leaders for guidance and direction, but if they do not follow God, they will lead us astray. Pray for God-honoring leaders in our nations, communities, and churches those who will be good examples and bring us God's
1: wisdom. But when it said believing in the right doctrines, make sure that you're at a place that you're having the right doctrine taught. And, and maybe could you f- further explain that a little bit? Like how would someone go about doing that? I would look at their um, statement of faith. Yes. I would look at the statement of faith. I would go to the church. Look up what it's about, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, and pray first because God's going to say, Oh, like, you know, haven't you seen something mm-hmm. or been around something or start to read a book and it's like, Oh, you know, and like go to a church that has even the recommendations for books you should read.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You
1: know, don't read something that no offense, but like Joel Olstein, that's no, mm-. Mm-hmm find a a rooted very biblical church Mm -hmm. or completely biblical church that's what I would do I'd read their statement of faith if you have someone in your life that can help you there you go now let's take it one step further yes what does someone look for in the statement of faith I would look for things like um, what we believe is what is in the bible if we have questions about it we go to the bible um not not all love like oh god loves you god takes you as you are yes but you have to repent just come um like i heard something my daughter went to visit a church and she went he said oh turn to your neighbor and say i'm god's favorite oh now let's talk you know what i'm saying yeah. it's not a, it's nothing we can do oh we're his favorite so. no mm-hmm. he loves us all and i wouldn't go to a church that only said you know we talk of the good news of the bible mm-hmm. well what about the other part of the bible yeah you know look that that would be something like just talking about good news just talking about um, oh, all you have to do is believe. No, you. There's other things you have to do. Mm-hmm. You have to repent. You have to try your hardest. Like get rid of the sin in your life. Maybe another sin will come along, mm-hmm. but you're constantly looking to get better. Does that help? Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely.
0: Um, so definitely one that is biblically based.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I go to a. Reformed Eucharistic church, which means it's a, it's a teaching church. So we're constantly being taught what's in the Bible. Okay. Like they take just a little bit of the Bible and do the lesson, do the, the whole, um, sermon on that, Mm -hmm. you know, I just wouldn't go to, not that bands and all that aren't great, but tradition is always the best. Mm Mm-hmm. A traditional church.
0: And like you said, it's fine. I mean, if you're going to start with a
1: song. Yeah. Or if there's a lot of singing, that's praising God. But it has to have, if you're going out of there feeling like they told a story about yesterday when they met somebody and they turned the corner and there was, you know, like this cockamamie, (laughs) "Oh, oh, I did this, I turned there and this, that. There's nothing biblical there. Mm-hmm. Or if they if they have just a little bit they read and then the whole thing's another story about nonsense. Mm-hmm. Pray about it and God's going to guide you. He will. No matter what I say here. And I don't really know. I'm just, you know. No, but the information you're giving is
0: very valuable. And I think it's very simplistic. And what... Everyone can do. Yes. 100%. And you're being honest about it. Yeah. Because you do want something that is going to give you um, the good and the bad in the Bible. Not just, you know, the highlights.
1: Yeah. All the good. Yeah. And and just like it said, the children, the foundation. Where were the children of God too? Mm-hmm. If you're just starting. Okay. So this is the statement of faith at where I go. Oh, great. Okay. Statement of faith. The gospel is the only hope for the world. As we read the Bible, God, God's only inspired word, we see the overreaching themes of God's providence, power, and provision to reconcile mankind and the created world to himself through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to read from another. Okay at a church around here. We believe the church is the body of Christ, his bride and temple of the Holy Spirit, the expression of the the present rule and reign of Christ's God on earth. Christians are members of a universal, mystical body. Oh, Believers need to live out their commitment to Christ in love, unity with everyone, community and other bodily members in your local area. This practical expression of Christian faith in, uh, is an action. Christ gifted his church with unity and a fivefold ministry of apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers for maturing, or ordering and equipping, ordering, equipping and releasing the whole body. To do the works of his of his service, service that reveal his glory. So, now that makes no sense to me. And mystical?
0: That's an unusual word to put in there. And nothing about the Bible, about the actual
1: word. Does it say we believe in the Bible? No. No. We believe in the church, that it is the body of Christ. Hmm. But nothing there's mystical number one, yeah, we are a group of believers, but there's nothing Christ gifted his church with a fivefold ministry. there's nothing about a pastor when I read that, I didn't feel right mm-hmm. Did you feel like uh this doesn't sound like what no, especially uh Amy, I have
0: to be totally honest. The whole mystical the minute I see mystical, yeah, that should not be associated no. with church.
1: With Christ. Yeah. With, with anything. Anything. Like that. that is why people don't want to go to church. Mm. They don't have the right doctrine. They're you know, and man will disappoint you. I I just don't understand that. And there's groves of people going to this church. This church closed down. If your church closes down on Sunday because it's Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. where else would you want to be? Right. But worship on Christmas Day, that only comes, what, every seven years? That's curious. And if they close down because the Super Bowl. Now, people, there's two big red, uh, there's a bloody red i don't know what red flags the flag is burning red <laughs> <laughs> like it's i mean it's going to burn i don't know i don't have the right way to say it but there's so the what was written here is is a place that did those two things also okay yeah if you're there and this happens and you 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 go to a church and you think this is it and you start saying, oh, this isn't... Well, you know what? You were blessed by something. Mm-hmm. That started your journey. Yeah. You did nothing wrong. Yeah. It started your journey. Now, let's find something different.
0: You know, what an amazing point you just made. It's okay uh-huh. if you start somewhere and then the Holy Spirit's like, hmm... God bless, because this is your journey. Yes. But we need to move on to someplace different.
1: Yes. You didn't fail. You did not fail. You did good for you for trying. Yeah. But you're you'll find it. If your heart's pure and you're you'll find it. And I'm not putting down a church. I'm just saying for me and for if I was to tell someone, I would say, listen, this makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. My husband and I went through this hard time um and we were we went to the pastor and he asked about you know where we had went to church, this and that, and he goes, "You just got wrong doctrine, but those places had what they needed for us then, mm-hmm. and at least we could see that, so I don't know, it's just such a difference, yeah, by going to both kinds, me myself and the thing about a a church biblically based church, there's no wavering mm-hmm. the The elders, they make the decisions. It's not one person, it's a body. Mm-hmm. There's no wavering on rules.
0: Now I thought all church, all churches had like elders. Is that not true?
1: They do from okay. what I know, Christian ones. But I don't think that, I think that they don't, not all of them have this body that makes the decisions. I think sometimes there's a pastor that makes decisions and says, hey, we need to change this and that. That happened at a church around here, too. Okay. That's not, it's not man. It's like, I mean, it's a group. Mm -hmm. The arrogance of someone, any human. Can you imagine that power? Yeah, yeah. When when you join our church, you have to take this class. And it's a two-day class. And then you meet with an elder and his family. They We go to dinner, whatever. The, our church grew so much during the... Um, Pandemic? They still do that, though. Do you know how easy it would have been just to say, okay, you can be a member, oh, let's answer these questions for me. And you have to, you know, you answer these questions, not that there's a right answer, yeah. just to see where you're at. Okay. Okay, that's never wavered. Mm-hmm. They've always think everybody can be a member, but the thing is, it's like they love, they want to connect with someone. You mm-hmm. to, when you're starting, you have this connection. Mm-hmm. I just think there's some things that don't you can't question, you know, yeah. sorry to go on,
0: no, Amy. I'm just being quiet because you you're so knowledgeable about this, and I think it's wonderful that you're sharing this, yeah, it's very valuable information,
1: well, thank you, and I don't know how I don't feel knowledgeable, but I'm just saying I've been to the church- the church that wasn't well, yeah. And and you've got to have the right thing in your mind. Yeah. It is your eternity yeah. you're talking about. I hope that helps. Thank you very of much. Of course. Yes.
0: Jeremiah chapter 4 verses 3 through 18. Coming judgment against Judah. And if you could please read verse 3.
1: Yes, please. It says, this is what the Lord says to the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. Don't waste your good seed among thorns. There we go.
0: Yes, thank you. Yes. And the note regarding that verse says, Jeremiah told the people to plow up the hardness of their hearts as a plow breaks up unplowed ground, soil that has not been tilled for a season. Good kings like Josiah had tried to turn the people back to God, but the people had continued to worship their idols in secret. Their hearts had become hardened to God's will. Unless their hearts were broken and cleaned up, the good seed of God's commands could not take root. Old habits and hidden sins had to be uprooted and rejected. Likewise, we must remove our heart-hardening sin if we expect God's word to take root and grow in our life. You know, sometimes, un- not unfortunately, but sometimes y- your life needs to be shattered. Uh huh. You just have to be broken down.
1: Yeah. What is your bottom? Yeah. You know, following following God is very hard. Mm-hmm. Not following God is very hard. Trying to lose weight is very hard. Eating wrong is very hard. <laughs> Choose your hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, this this is a lifestyle. And is it easy? No, it's hard. But this is what this is I choose this I choose I'm a believer you know that sounds that's hard it is to be your life shattered or maybe you don't get taken that far down yeah to look at your sin is very hard it sure is easy to look at someone else's it is it really is but um and have an opinion. But... Oh, and we all have them. Oh, sure, we all oh. do. How easy is it to
0: watch the news? To people watch in town. Yeah, friends, family, and I am a hundred percent guilty, Amy. Yes. I am not excluding myself from this. Not at all. Nor and, me. And say, well, maybe they should have done this, or maybe this
1: should have been this. Yep. You're right. You're none of us are not guilty. Yeah you and and you get in a church and that's your family mm-hmm. and it they're going to keep you accountable as they should yeah that that's hard but you're right some people have to reach the very bottom of the yeah. pit and then i know people that are have reached that but they still still nothing changes yeah what do you think that is because they're stubborn or they just don't see it They didn't answer the call when Christ called them. Hmm. They said, nah, I'm going to live this lifestyle. Okay. They just made up their mind. They made up their mind. So they're not a child of God. So they don't think of it like, oh my gosh, I really shouldn't do that. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't have that in them. The Holy Spirit, they don't. Mm -hmm. We're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did not accept the call. They did not. And every person, you know, is called. I mean, here's that no matter where they're at, but it's very hard Mm -hmm. and we fall every day. Oh yeah. Okay, friend, uh, Jeremiah
0: chapter four verses 19 through 22, Jeremiah weeps for his people. And for here, it was just a note regarding 419 through 31, jeremiah was anguished by the sure devastation of the coming judgment this judgment would continue until the people turned from their sin and listened to god although this prophecy refers to the future destruction by babylon it could also describe the judgment thank you the judgment of all sinners at the end of the world these verses speak to those in an age of terrorism about overwhelming feelings of dread and the importance of recognizing God's ultimate control
1: over the events of history. Mm -hmm. Anything for there, friend? I have Judah was clever at doing wrong, but did not know how to do what was right. Right living is more than simply avoiding sin. It requires decision and discipline. We must develop skills in right living because our behavior attracts attention to our God. We should not pursue excellence in Christian living with as much effort as we pursue excellence at work. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Jeremiah chapter 4 verses 23 through 31. Jeremiah's vision of coming disaster. And here Jeremiah shares his grim vision that he received. Um, any notes for there
1: god warned that destruction was certain but he promised that the faithful remnant would be spared god is committed to preserving those who are faithful to him
0: jeremiah chapter 5 verses 1 through 19 the sins of judah and verse 1 says run up and down every street in jerusalem says the lord look high and low search throughout the city If you can find even one just and honest person, I will not destroy the city.
1: I have Jerusalem was the capital city and center of worship for Judah. God was willing to spare the city if only one person who was just and honest could be found. He made a similar statement about Sodom in Genesis 18.32. Think how significant your testimony may be in your city or community. You may represent the only witness for God to many people. Are you faithful to that opportunity?
0: You know, that's that's something for us to all keep in mind. You know, you may represent the only witness for God to many people. You know, maybe it's in your family.
1: Yes. And you just, you don't know. No, you don't.
0: Any other notes?
1: Um, nothing but honesty is acceptable to God when we pray, sing, speak, or serve. Nothing closes the door on God's acceptance more than hypocrisy, lying, or pretence. God sees through us and refuses to listen to be close to God. be honest with him. thank you yes
0: jeremiah five twenty through thirty one a warning for God's people. The Lord was not pleased with the foolish people in Israel
1: and Judah who didn't respect him.
0: Anything for there?
1: People and nations who please God treat the fatherless justly and care for the poor. Wicked men in Israel treated the defenseless unjustly, which disple- pleased God greatly. Some defenseless people, orphans, the poor, the homeless, the refuge, and the lonely are within your reach. What action can you take to help at least one of them?
0: Jeremiah chapter 6 verses 1 through 9, Jerusalem's last warning. The Lord warned the people of Benjamin to flee Jerusalem because a powerful army was coming from the north. Any notes for that section?
1: Yes. The few who remain in Israel is not to be confused with the righteous, righteous remnant. This remnant refers to those left after the first wave of destruction. Like a great gatherer, Babylon wouldn't be satisfied until every person was taken. The Babylonians invaded Judah three times until they destroyed the nation and its temple completely. Gosh.
0: Jeremiah chapter 6 verses 10 through 15. Judah's constant rebellion. Um, Anything for their
1: Yes. The people became angry and closed their ears. They wanted no part of God's commands because living for God did not appear very exciting. As in Jeremiah's day, people today dislike God's demands for disciplined living. As unsettling as people's responses might be, we must continue to share God's word. Our responsibility is to present God's word. Their responsibility is to accept it. We must not let what people want to hear determine what we say.
0: You know, it's kind of like what we said earlier. It's like you just drop these little kernels, mm-hmm. you know, little seeds. And yep. you, you just hope they grow.
1: Yep, absolutely. Someone else may need to water
0: them. Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 16 through 21. Judah
1: rejects the Lord's way. And if could you please read verse 16? Sure. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads, and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path, and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want.
0: The note for that verse says the right path for living is the old godly way and has been marked out by God. But the people refuse, thank you, refuse to take God's path going their own way instead. We face the same decision today, going God's old but true way or following a new path of our own choosing. Don't be misled. The only way to find peace and rest for our souls is to walk on God's path.
1: That's for sure. Anything else for there? Just, you know, people say, well, living God's way isn't exciting. Well, is living in hell exciting? God bless you. I mean... What is ex- okay? What's your idea of exciting then? Smoking pot and getting drunk? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying though? <laughs> That's true. You have to define exciting for yeah, yourself. Yeah, what's exciting? <laughs> I mean, honestly, there is so much excitement in seeing God's what He, God's like, the mountains and You know, everything. Yeah, creation. Creation. God's creation. I can't talk anymore. It's okay. But that's right. There. I mean, if you just stop and think.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that's beautiful. That's exciting. Sometimes I think making some microwave
1: popcorn and watching a movie
0: on the sofa is exciting.
1: Exciting. Amen. Me too. Like, I... I don't know, I think people have want exciting worldly it's worldly excitement, yes, but let me say when it all comes and you could die driving home, mm-hmm. well, hell's gonna be real nice for you, and I think social media has also warped, yeah,
0: the word exciting because it's a false excitement it
1: is, yes. it's. That isn't reality. No. What you're seeing on there. None of it. Like I was thinking about Catfish today, that show mm. where where people pretend to be someone and then they, get, they meet them. Have you ever seen that show? No, but I've okay. heard the word. So I was thinking there has got to be so many words that are in the dictionary now that we would never even have invented because of the web. Oh, yeah. And, like, you could pretend to be anything. hmm And, like, people thinking they're a frog. They identify <laughs> as a frog. I don't under, do you know how sad that makes? It's very sad. Like, I, I thank God every day for the children I have. That, to me, is heartbreaking. Or they think they're whatever, a wood or, you a know what I'm truck. saying? A dump truck. A dump truck or a. I know, I hear you. That's mental illness. It is. I saw, now this is California though. If a child, I call it disrupting the class, but like if they feel like they need to say something or this, uh, they can't get in trouble for that anymore since January 1st. It's a new law that they, if they basically blurred out or whatever. That's okay. Because they're expressing themselves. They're expressing themselves. Are you kidding me? No, and it's like there is no rules for people. We human beings have to have boundaries. Yeah. I mean, what what in the world?
0: So a teacher can't say can't little say go to the office. Little, little Billy, you can't blurt out like right. that you're disrupting the class. No. That's
1: horrible. We're not going to have teachers anymore. You know, and some people go into it because they felt led. They felt God's calling. Mm-hmm. Those poor people. Now, is this just public schools? I be, well, that's what. Yeah, because you know the others aren't regulated by. Okay, so the private schools yeah. still have their. I'm own I'm sure. Rules. Okay. Yeah, but especially children have to have structure mm-hmm. and boundaries and a schedule, and or you're gonna raise a hoodlum.
0: Well, goodness, especially in grade school, you can't just let a whole classroom of kids. Can you imagine? <laughs> just express themselves every second of the day. Nothing's going to get accomplished and no one's going to learn anything. No. And you're just going to have
1: year after year of dummies. Yeah. That teacher's going to get up and say it's about cats. The cat turned blue. They're all, you might as well just go sit down. Yeah. <laughs> they can all just start yelling. No, it's red. No, I yeah. think I am a cat. Bam, bam, bam. Can you not see it? That that's what would happen. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if my husband saw it. I asked him. What? The kids have to have structure. They have to. That. But then on the second hand, they have that law. But now it's illegal for people to cruise again. <laughs> now. <laughs> this is California. Well, then it makes perfect sense. It sure doesn't. It if it's upside down. It's then California. It's California kookaloo it is anyway i always get on a tangent that's here. okay all right jeremiah yes chapter 6 verses 22 through 30 an invasion from the north did yep. you have anything for there, friend a uh, metal is purified by fire as it as it is heated impurities are burned away and only pure metal remains as god tested the people of judah he could find no purity in their lives. They continued in their sinful ways. Do you see impurities in your life that should be burned away? Confess these and God to God, and allow Him to purify you as He sees fit. Take time right now to reflect in the areas that you need. There Thank you go. Uh huh. Um,
0: see, now you have me thinking about that, and the repercussion. No, and the repercussions. Oh. Because then how do those kids become productive members of society, have jobs? They can't
1: They be in a movie theater. I well, mean, as simple what, as
0: that. A, that's already a mess. I mean, you can't get through a movie without nonsense. Yeah. But like, how do you hold down a, a bank job or you can't just blurt out, I'm a kitty cat. I need, yeah. I need a timeout. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I like, know. I, I don't there's, know. You have to have structure or else there's just going to be chaos in society. Well, well, California.
1: Yeah, here we are. Yep. All right, I'm going to get back on track because okay. that's bothering me. I know. 2
0: Kings chapter 22, verses 3 through 20. Hilkiah? That's what I think. Hilkiah discovers God's law. Now, here we learn King Josiah sent his court secretary to speak to the high priest, Hilkiah, In doing so, he found the book of the law in the temple, gave it to the court secretary who read it to King Josiah, and then he responded with verse 13, which says, Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. Could you imagine? Oh, I'm not being sassy here at all. No. But I mean, could you imagine just going and and finding it,
1: and then saying, it, it, "Oh no,
0: yeah, it hadn't been in their culture." It's that's fascinating. Uh, to me, me
1: too. Me too.
0: Did you uh, have any notes for
1: there? Yes, it says when Josiah heard the law, he tore his clothes in despair. He immediately instituted reforms. With just one reading of God's law, he changed the course of the nation. Today, many people own Bibles, but few are affected by truths found in God's word. The word of God should cause us, like Josiah, to take action immediately to reform our lives and bring them into harmony with God's will.
0: Anything else for there? That's all I had there. Okay, and then the parallel is Second Chronicles chapter 34, verses 8 through 28. Um, I found that to be essentially the same. Yes. Did, did you have anything for there?
1: That's, yeah, that's same thing.
0: Okay. Yep. Second Kings chapter 23, verses 1 through 20, Josiah's religious reforms. And we learn here King Josiah read the entire book of the covenant to the elders of Judah in Jerusalem. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all his commands, laws, and decrees with all his heart and soul. Uh, He instructed the high priest to remove all items used to worship foreign gods from the temple, and there were no more idolatrous priests.
1: Wow. I have um, 2 Kings 23 verse 13. The Mount of Olives is In here is called the Mount of Corruption because it had become a favorite spot to build pagan shrines. Solomon built a pagan shrine and other kings built places of idol worship there too. But God-fearing kings such as Hezekiah and Josiah destroyed these pagan worship centers. In New Testament times, Jesus often sat on the Mount of Olives and taught his disciples about serving only God. And then the parallel is Second Chronicles chapter 34 verses 29
0: through 33. This is more of a just a condensed version of what we just read. Yes. Um, anything for there? What is it? It was Second Chronicles chapter 34,
1: 29 through no. 33. No, yeah, I have the same.
0: Okay, Second Kings chapter 23 verses 21 through 28. Josiah celebrates Passover. And could you please read verse 25?
1: Sure can. Never before had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart and soul and strength, obeying all the laws of Moses. And there has never been a king like him since. Um, One of the notes.
0: When Josiah rediscovered the Passover in the Book of the Covenant, he ordered everyone to observe the ceremonies exactly as prescribed. This Passover celebration was to have been... A yearly holiday celebrated in remembrance of the entire nation's deliverance from slavery in Egypt, but it had not been kept for many years. As a result, there had not been a Passover celebration like that since the time when the judges ruled in Israel, nor throughout all the years Uh of the kings of Israel and Judah. A common misconception states that God is against celebration, wanting to take all the fun out of life. In reality, God wants to give us life in its fullness. And they reference John 10:10, 10, 10, which says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Mm-hmm. And then continuing on in the note, it says, and those who love him have the most to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Anything else for there?
1: Yes, I have Josiah's remembered as Judah's most obedient king. His obedience followed this pattern. First, he recognized sin. Second, he eliminated sinful practices. Three, he attacked the causes of sin. This approach for dealing with sin works. Not only must we remove sinful actions, but we must also eliminate causes for sin. Those situations, relationships, routines, and patterns of life that lead us to the door of temptation. So recognize your sin, eliminate sinful practices, and attack the cause. There you go.
0: Yeah, that's a good game plan. Yes, it is. The parallel verse, Second Chronicles, chapter thirty-five, verses one through nineteen. Um, we get more Passover celebration details, and we learn King Josiah had the Levites put the holy ark. In the temple.
1: Yep. Um, any notes for that for that section? I just have in Moses' day, one of the duties of the Levites was to carry the Ark of the Covenant whenever Israel traveled. The Ark it was now permanently housed in the temple and would no longer be carried about in procession as it had been in the wilderness. Josiah was telling the Levites that they were now free to take on other responsibilities. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then lastly,
0: um, we're just going to read verse 18. Never since the time of the prophet Samuel had there been such a Passover. None of the kings of Israel had ever kept a Passover as Josiah did, involving all the priests and Levites, all the people of Jerusalem, and people from all over Judah and Israel. Hmm. Anything else, friend?
1: That's it. That was very good. That was. A lot of learning. Yeah. Practical learning.
0: Yes. Uh, Was there anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. Okay. Information. The email is basicbiblestudy19 at gmail.com. Facebook at My Basic Bible Study. And there, um, you know, if if I take pictures uh, from the inserts in our Bible, I'll put it on the Facebook page. All of our current and upcoming readings will be on there. And then the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com. There you can find... Uh, links to the different podcast locations next time amy yes we are going to be reading three books oh okay so nahum (laughs) habakkuk zephaniah Uh uh-huh we're gonna be reading those three
1: god bless it It
0: sounds like a ton but each one i think has like three
1: chapters yeah they're times
0: so friends yes (laughs) we're in 2024
1: we're gonna make it a good year we sure are because god's in charge The Lord is on our side. Yeah. We are tucked under his wing. Oh, that's beautiful. We are. I like that. Yes, we are. Amen. Friends, thank you for joining us. Have a blessed week. Thank you.